I'm not enjoying a lot of y'all comments. <laughs> we like to we like to feed people. Let me tell you, I'm not mad at it at all. Listen, okay. I ain't mad at it. You know what's so sad? You know what's so sad? When I meet somebody and I'm talking to a dude, and you and my ex-husband, my main thing was they were like, What's your hobby? And I'll be like, I like to eat. <laughs> Like to eat. So don't be that. trying to blame me that you like to eat. I do like to eat. Okay then. So then you sign my DMs. I'll be like, is that what's your hobby? I appreciate y'all for asking that. When I say I like to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You like to eat. I like to eat. But it's like what's your favorite food though? Like what's your favorite? Like you like Italian? You like Jamaican? I love Jamaican, of course. Oh my gosh. I think about that all day. But Outside of Jamaican, you will never go wrong mm-hmm. feeding me barbecue chicken. Barbecue Very chicken. well done. Yeah. Barbecue chicken. The ribs. I like where the sauce mm-hmm. is like, <laughs> it's like burnt into the chicken's flesh. It's like, I could just taste it. Like, you gotta pick off the burnt, the burnt barbecue sauce on chicken. Mm-hmm. It's the most amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. It Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my gosh, it makes me feel like, oh. I, I see. I see. It's the emotions I get from thinking about it. Really? It's emotional. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that note, welcome back to another episode of So Problematic. This is your girl, Cece. And Jay. And we in 2021, y'all. Where the money resides. Oh, here we go. Where the money was at? 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 Where we living? Where the money was at? Where we sleeping? Where the money was at? Where we eating? Where the money was at? Okay, okay. Like a theme song. Okay. Yo, he had me cracking up. You hear me? Cracking up. Like, for real. Like, that was just, I even had J. You see Jacob trying to say it. <laughs> so he didn't say it right. You. My baby. <laughs> he tried to say it. It didn't come out right. <laughs> but he's so cute. He's such a boy. Such a boy. Because, you know, Mackenzie, I'm like, say when the money resides. Girls just like, what the money resides. He's like, say that. Come on. Mom. Yeah, that's basically like, how he felt. Come on. He's like, why am I saying this? Why am I saying this? Who is this person? Such a, it's such a man. No, such a boy. It's like, mm. mm-hmm. he's like, all right, money was ours. Right. He's like, <laughs> like, where money was ours? Where money was Like, God. So how are you feeling in 2021 thus far? I am feeling amazing. Yes. Amazing. I mean, I start my days with devotionals. Um, mm-hmm. Sunday today mm-hmm. was a praise and worship. Just praise and worship this morning. Mm-hmm. Listen to praise and worship music and just like really thanking God and reminding myself to put my trust, my hope, and my all into Him. Yes. And, you know, just focusing on the bigger picture and not on the smaller things. Like, you know, don't look at where you're at, look at where you're going. Don't look at where you see, what you can't see, and what God can see for you. Yes. So, Three days in, is it the third, right? Third? No, is it? Third? Yes, it's the third. third. <laughs> Three days in. Three days in. We're here. It's amazing. We're healthy. Healthy. Alive. Our children are healthy. Yes. We're alive. And it's just some people did not make it did to not see the third it. day 
at all. of January 2021. Yeah, January. So I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Highly favored. I'm looking forward to new beginnings, new, beginnings. new successes, successes, you know, and just making like making it happen for me and my family. You know what? Things did come over from 2020 because problems just don't stop. You they say, don't. They don't. Oh, 2021 came. But you just like, have to be more like thankful, have that faith. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just have to appreciate where you came from during yeah. 2020. Who you tell? You know, like it, it should have opened your eyes to certain things that probably, ex, you know, happened in your, your life during that time. But it's, it's a new year. And I feel like you always should have a different mindset regardless, not just because it's a new year. You should always have a positive mindset going into each month, each week, each day. Like you wake up, right? Every day. So why not have a positive mindset every day? It starts new and it starts fresh every day. Not every day you're going to have a positive mind because sometimes you can wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you're not feeling that day. But with prayer, with meditation, pick up that Bible, get that word in, talk to a friend that maybe can be there to say, hey, I I need somebody to talk to. Now, speaking of friends and family, we're talking about toxic family today because family. I think everybody has toxic family That's a fact. whether it's a close relative or an extended you know relative aunts uncles cousins mm, yeah Sibling. it could be your own sibling it could be your own parents um some people were born into families that they just adore like yeah. I've seen relationships where parents are like their kids' best friends, mm-hmm. you know, um, siblings that are inseparable, where they can't t- go a day without talking to each other. Yeah. Um, birthdays, holidays, vacation, family like reunions. A big thing for them. All of that means a lot to, to them. them. But you have certain other individuals who are born into, born into families who are just plain toxic. Um, receiving a phone call from a toxic family, family. member can trigger them. It could cause anxiety. It could cause like memories of something that dramatically happened during that time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And we want to just basically go into more of a deep conversation about that because I feel like it's not talked about a lot. Um, Basically in our community that certain things that you probably thought, oh, it's just a black family thing. It's not really healthy. No. It's not like it's, it's very toxic. Um, and I want to say that I, I grew up kind of comparing myself and my situation. Like once you become an adult, you kind of see like certain traits that your parents did or habits that they had going on in your family household was very toxic. It wasn't, it wasn't good energy for you. Yeah. Um, it caused you in your adult life to kind of have fears in certain areas of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, it's more like that dysfunctional family member. Sometimes you have to pull yourself away from, but not sometimes you should, you should, in my opinion, you, you should. should, because you it's should. not healthy for you. Yes. It is difficult too. Cause you think of family, like that's mm-hmm. my family. I need to stay close to them, mm-hmm. but no, like sometimes you have to be 
you have to separate yourself from that family member that is causing, whether it's your parent, your sibling, aunt, uncle, whoever, grandmother, whoever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. So um, there's certain things that I basically have here that we probably need to recognize as toxic traits, toxic triggers, mm-hmm. toxic energy that came from that family member. And I'm not putting any particular family member out there. Um, Cause like I yeah. said, we all have that family member whether it's one or 10, we all have family members in our family that is toxic. Or maybe you're the toxic family oh, member. I was just about to say <laughs> that. Honest with you. Sometimes it's you. I was just about to say that. Way. Sometimes it's you. Uh-huh. And you're just like, why am I the black sheep? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt like that before. Yeah. I felt like that before. Being the, the black sheep mm-hmm. of the family, the outcast, as they say. You ever felt like, oh, I want to say, I do. I felt like a... A Cinderella. Hmm. I felt like a Cinderella. Like, if Cinderella was like, if I had to pick a story, mm-hmm. I think that story would be more relatable to me. Hmm. Like, um, and it wasn't because of every family member, but it was certain family members that brought those traits that made me feel that way. You know, I probably thought it was normal because I was in that situation. Yeah. And it and when you come when you become an adult, you have your own children, you you grow to realize either you're gonna do the same thing that triggered you, because mm-hmm. you find yourself doing it sometimes, or you'll do the opposite and say, Wow, my family member really did that and that bothered me. And now mm-hmm. I know I can do that to my kids. You know, so it's like, like for an example, I have one that says you were harshly criticized. There's a certain particular family member that used to criticize everything I did. Everything. It was never something I did good. Mm. Never something I did correctly. Um, Just criticizing your behavior. Like if you told me to go do this or do that, and if I did it, oh, you didn't do this right. Didn't I tell you to do it this way or that way? Like, you know what I mean? Instead of teaching me, what is that mm-hmm. constructive criticism, criticism is what a child needs during the, their growth so that they learn to accept the criticism in a positive way not in a negative because if you think about it now in your adult life sometimes when people receive criticism it's, it's associated with negative all the time yes instead of thinking oh this is constructive <laughs> criticism let me take that in let me learn from it let me do better even with um, constructive criticism, you know, going to a therapist, mm-hmm. um, a pre-marriage, I mean, marital therapist at that time, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> sorry, she made a good point. Mm-hmm. She's like, sometimes constructive criticism is a cover-up for criticism. Mm. Meaning, she's like, even too much constructive criticism is too much for somebody. Mm. You got to learn to pick your battles wisely. Like, for example, you tell a child to mops to mop the floors wipe the um glass and to put their shoes away Mm -hmm. if they did all three wrong you know what pick the most important one for that day you know what hey Mm -hmm. let me show you how to mop this up so that that way it's easier on you yeah you did an amazing job i love how you did it and her big thing to anybody was too much of any criticism is too much period 
because the main word here yeah. is still criticism. Yeah. And you have to think about it why, especially with kids. Yes. You're right. When you feel like you're being beat down, criticized, criticized. Mm-hmm. For me, I've never gotten that as a child. I've gotten that in my marriage. Mm. And that's why the separation for me, um, thinking about it now, for me, mm-hmm. was like, thank God in a way, because it's hard to be with somebody where you cook, clean, do everything, and yep. they don't see the positive. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you now, it kills your soul. Wow. It kills your soul to the point where you're unquestioning, I am a good wife, not a good mother to my child. I mean, yep. I know I know to clean a house, mm-hmm. but you feel like the thing that you know deep in your heart, you mm-hmm. don't know. So I can only imagine a child, the thing that you feel like you know, mm-hmm. and you know, kids hold on to the little thing they do right. Yep. So to be told you're not doing this right or one day you're doing it wrong, mm-hmm. people who criticize have a control problem in my eyes. Because yeah. you have to understand there's three million ways to wipe the floors. I'm gonna put him out. But my biggest argument for that divorce is washing with the clothes. And I never realized how people who criticize are very controlling. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. Our argument, and he brought us up in therapy, and I'm bringing this to you guys not to bash him. Example. I'm not bashing nobody. Yeah. I'm just gonna let you guys know for the signs to look out for in this situation yeah. and to know where you need to stand. Cause I didn't know this until now and now I wish I knew it. Mm-hmm. So I, put the clothes in, then I put the laundry in. I mm-hmm. put the detergent on top. He put the detergent on the bottom and the laundry on top. Okay. And I was fine with either way because in my mind, the clothes was being clean regardless. Yeah. But to him, that was a problem that he literally brought up in therapy. Mm-hmm. And was like, she doesn't wash clothes right. And the therapist said, correction, mm-hmm. she doesn't wash clothes the way you do it. Yeah. Does not mean they're not getting washed. Yeah. They're still getting washed. So when you criticize somebody, make sure you're criticizing them on the right thing. Don't do it because not the way that you want it done. Yes. Do it because obviously the floor is still dirty or the window is literally still dirty. Yeah. Not because it's clean, but they didn't scrub it the right way. They didn't do it the way you Because when you start doing do stuff it. like that, you're, you're being toxic. Yeah. Because now you're starting That's, to nitpick. That and that is not a good trait. It's not a good trait. It's not a good trait. I just throw that in because that was, that hit something. That, that hit something. Over and over again. That was a big, that was a big trigger for me. So mm-hmm. people would criticize me now that I'm separated and they would criticize me now. I had to learn to not be triggered by criticism. Because mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, I did it right. Yeah. But I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You're reacting to them because throughout your marriage for seven years, you were always criticized. Yeah. For every little thing. And, and after a while, it gets to you. It's something that is a very toxic trait. Yes, so it is. And mine was during my childhood, which in my adult life, I realized everything that I was doing, especially in my relationships or anything, I always wanted to make sure I was doing right because I remember being criticized when I was little for doing it. For doing it. And it's like, that's why the professionalism to me it's like I want to be perfect at everything yeah because and I and I'm learning that obviously now but it had to be something that I realized it was a trigger for me so it's like when you do that to your kids or your loved one or your wife or your husband you have to realize your words actually carry that criticism that you're putting onto that person it carries yeah and you don't know what it could do to their future or to their, their self-esteem, to the way that they develop as a person. Um, because it could, it can, you can help develop a person. And you don't realize you do that, um, especially with your own children or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. But to me, 
yeah, that criticism is, is mm -mm, me doing that over here. I think the best thing to do is open it with the compliment mm -hmm. and end it with the compliment. Yeah, I you agree. Know, end it with a compliment because mm -hmm. you want them to know that, yes, you know, I think it's still kind of dirty. And I think, you know, let me show you how. Or even don't do, you can that, do it. Especially with a child. I think Not with a child, you off, just show them. But even with a child, like, Jacob is what seven years. My son is seven years old. Yeah. If he like he wants to work out with me or do you see, I didn't correct him. If he's working out with me, he's not doing something right. Let him learn. Let yeah. him enjoy. Let him yeah. have fun. He likes to clean the tables with me. I let him clean it to to let him know that I think he's doing a wonderful job. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll come back and clean it after him. Yeah. Without him knowing. Yeah, because sometimes it's it's the simple fact that he felt like he did what he was supposed to do, and he helped mommy, he helped clean the table. Why? Why should I sit here and be like, no, you didn't do that right? Wipe it like this. Don't kill the momentum. No, come on. Yeah, don't kill the momentum. Now, if you're talking about a teenager or something like that, like baby, you did you did a good job. Um, maybe next time use a little bit more of this or that. Put or put that little pressure in there a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Make it a little finer, jokey with me. Yeah, them. yeah. Joke, I joke with yeah, mine all the time, you know. But that shoulder in there like this. Shoulder in that thing. Work it. <laughs> you know, they look at you like you stupid. But you know, they get it. They, they, yeah. they're like moms. Right. But they, you, you know, it's not like mm -hmm. Luchi did. Yeah. You don't want that. And criticizing that that person or their your child, please. It, it's toxic traits. It really yeah, is. So learn how to be careful with your words, basically. Um, another one would be like your when a person's needs is not met, your child, your wife, your husband. Um, I would use kids for an example, making sure that your child is doing well in school. If you're not checking on your child in school, like you know I check on mine all the time. <laughs> but I, I know the feeling of neglect of just going through school. I wasn't an AB student, but I also wasn't like a whole F student, but I felt like if my parents, <laughs> I ain't gonna say a whole F, like, you know what I'm saying? Not all else. Yeah, one or two, one or two, <laughs> you know what I mean? One or two, um, one or two. Um, if I feel like, when my parents was like maybe a little bit more involved with my schooling or what is it like activities after school be I did involved. track yeah. be more involved to make sure that your kids feel like you're there for them mm -hmm. when I say needs are mm -hmm. not being met kids have needs oh yeah not your, your spouse has needs um your family member probably has needs just being there at, on the phone, conversating with them or hearing them out if they're going through something. You never know what that person has needs at that time and you're just neglecting them. That could be a toxic trait. Like, yeah. And then, and then the, so the one that irritates me is that you're always the want to be heard person. You always want to be heard, but you're not willing to hear nobody else when they're in need. That's a toxic trait. Very much toxic trait. That's one thing I cut people off for nowadays in 2021. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a talker. So I know mm -hmm. for me, I tend to talk 
a lot. I'm a talker. I'm, a, I'm an extrovert. If you want to know the definition of extrovert and the and the definition and mm-hmm. the, the definition and <laughs> what's that thing? Dictionary. Dictionary. You're gonna see me like this, right there. That's yeah. me. Talk it all out. Talk, talk it again. Talk, okay? talk, talk. And I know one thing about me is um, I have the ability to talk all the time. Mm-hmm. And the person sometimes not with her. And one thing I've learned to do is when I get on the phone with somebody, I'll say something as a matter of fact, well, how was your day? How are you doing? Yeah. And if I had a friend, she was like, yo, you always ask me how my day is. I said, because I know my ability to talk all the time. Mm-hmm. So I need to check in with you first before I just go on my tangent. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure you're good. Mm-hmm. And here's one thing I've learned that I think I want to pass with you guys here mm-hmm. is if you haven't heard from somebody in the wild or they're acting strange with you, Never, and I've I've done this, and I stopped doing it, and mm-hmm. now I do this instead. Where I used to be like, "Yo, you couldn't call me, talk to me. What's wrong with you?" Mm-hmm. Now my biggest thing is, "Hey, are you okay?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Let's nobody die." I said, "You fine?" Mm-hmm. So my thing is, I'm covering all the bases before I cuss your ass out. <laughs> so for me, I'm making sure I do it. My, my, my friends, my friends will tell you they be like, "This girl be like, you all right? You, you okay? okay? Is you good? Is something all right with you? Like I want to make sure you are good. Yeah. You ain't gonna have me cuss you and be like, "Oh my dog, you died." I don't hear that. Right. So I'm gonna make sure you tell me this ahead of time. So I could be like, oh dang, that's mm-hmm. why you call me. That's why you're upset on the phone lately. Get it out the way because yeah. that way you're making them know, hey, I'm making you get this out before I get on your ass about why I didn't hear from you because I care. Right. But then I always end it with, I'm only getting on you because I'm worried. Like, you're yeah. a friend. You gotta make sure you are right. Yeah. You know, just, and that's something that talk to people do is mm-hmm. they just go into jumping and blaming and arguing with people. Yeah. No. Even if I'm mad at a friend, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like, yo, girl, what's up with you? You all right? Mm-hmm. Everything okay? Did you eat? Is your kids okay? Is your husband all right? Anybody died? Is there car crashes? And they're like, no, no, no. And sometimes they'll just say, well, you know, I've been going through a lot. My period started. You know, when my period started. Yeah. And, you know, emotional. I'm just emotional. Now. And then I'll be like, I got you. So me in my mind is like, tone it back, sis. And going yeah. to, you want some chocolate, girl? Yeah. Go to TGI Fries and get a little ice creams, whatever, whatever. Being, you know? being needy. Yes. Those people. Yeah. I mean, I'm a very helpful person. Like, I like to help people. Um. So most of the time, I don't mind like calling my friends, family members. You okay? You good? Everything's all right? You know, checking up on. If you told me a situation, I'll call you. I'd be like, did you get that situation done? You good? You know what I'm saying? So for me, I, I, I'm pretty much good on that end. But um, I do have like one of my traits is like I don't really put my issues on other people. I don't. I normally hold it in. <laughs> She over here shaking her head. She'll hold it in, and then like w- when she does let it out, like I'm sitting here like I'm telling this girl, oh my shit, mm-hmm. she's going through all this, and I get mad at her. And guess and I'm just what? Like yo, guess why? Guess why I do that? Because my parents wasn't there to hear me out. It was a bad trait. It was toxic. I wasn't able to release myself as a child to express my feelings because they was not there for me. They wasn't meeting my social needs, my emotional needs, my mental needs at that moment. And I'm not bashing my parents. Like mm-hmm. I'm just telling that they had toxic traits. There, there were good traits and there were toxic traits. That was one of them. Yeah. So spending quality time with your child. I wanna say that we had moments of that because it wasn't consistent. 
And I think a lot of the times with, I could speak for other parents also, when your schedule is busy, yeah. sometimes you feel like, oh my God, I feel bad. I'm not spending enough time with my child. I got too much going on right now. Oh gosh, yeah. But when you realize that, that's a good trait because now you're putting that perspective and priority like, okay, let me get it together. Yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. My baby's important. Mm-hmm. Let me spend some quality time. Yeah. And to kids, especially young kids, oh quality gosh. time can only be 20 minutes. Literally. Like, like they just want to show, show you their baby dolls, a video game or something in that nature to just say, I spent my quality time with mommy. Or Those little moments mean a lot to the kids. Yeah, it does. Growing up, not having that consistently I, I learned that during my dating phases before I met my husband, I was longing for that. And yeah. I felt like when a, per, a man wasn't giving me all of that or my sister or my dad or anything mm-hmm. like that wasn't giving me that, that I wanted, then I pushed, I pushed them away, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, sometimes you don't realize you're doing that. So we're here to just kind of point some things out to help you guys that maybe you're doing it without realizing that you're, you're doing, doing it. it. And we want you to say, okay, maybe I am putting my kids off to the side a little bit too often. Yeah. Let me spend a little bit more quality time with them. One movie a week, 30 minutes at the park, reading books, you know, here and there. Yeah, it's not a lot. It doesn't take a lot. Trust me. Baking some cookies together. Cupcakes. Cupcakes. It's the little things. The little things. You know, Pinterest is amazing. Yes. I Pinterest a lot. A lot. Mackenzie. Yes. You know, she does a lot. She does makeup. Cut out, cut and paste, coloring. I'll show you her makeup work later on um, in life. And for my and like for my oldest son, he's a teenager. I want him to have a social life. Mm-hmm. Those that's one of his Important. needs as a teenager is to have a social lifestyle. Life. Yeah. He has his cell phone. Mm-hmm. He's allowed to go hang out, talk to his friends. Give those kids that time and that space that they have needs that they need to be met. That's true. You know, Very so um, we, we speak briefly on this one, which is you feel controlled. Being yeah. in a relationship, you can feel controlled. Your parents can feel controlling. Sometimes you can have a friend who can be controlling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's another um, toxic trait coming from a family member or friend. But that and we're talking family really right now. But yeah. There was a lot of that growing up in my childhood. You know, controlling, being controlled is something that I would say, you know, I love my family, my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. But um, we're from the islands, we're from, you know, Jamaica with they all here. Mm-hmm. Again. And, <laughs> and my dad's a pastor. Ooh, fun fact. I'm right. Pastor, I'm a pastor's daughter. So I was never able to go out. There was none of that. There was none of that um, because of, boys you know i was born with a vagina so therefore i couldn't go nowhere. same here um and then in the islands you know my mom and dad wanted me no, to cook like and clean preacher daughters, preacher daughters. Mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway and <laughs> anyway so there's a lot of controlling there mm-hmm. <clears throat> what i wore what i make up i couldn't even do my nails any color but clear until i was 18 um, I didn't wear pants until I was 18. I don't know. I let's be honest, y'all. Let's be honest with y'all here, okay? Whoa. Um, your girl kept it till marriage, okay? 
because it was like it was a big go back to season one for that one go back to season one (laughs) you gonna know she was a virgin to marriage here um and it was a lot of and and even after when I got married like Mm -hmm. it was a hard time for me to consummate my marriage Mm -hmm. because in my mind was the no sex in there no Mm -hmm. sex in there Mm -hmm. to the point where I had to go to therapy they, they oh, controlled oh, all oh, of that in hear me now. life. I went to therapy to, to go ahead and contact my marriage because mm-hmm. I was so into, if you give it up, you're going to go to hell. And I'm a married woman. That's what the Bible says, to get married and do it. Yeah. And so that controlling as a child mm-hmm. really followed me. Mm-hmm. And I realized how much it can damage. It can damage you, you. as an adult and cause you to be controlling as well. To where it's like, I don't want this being done, that being done, this being done. And you check I was just about to that. say, in your adult life, you notice either you're the controlling one or you're being controlled again by your partner. That's it. That's what That's it is. That's it. Um, I found myself in a relationship after moving out of my parents' house being controlled by my partner. Mm. And I realized, I'm like, wait a minute. like Codependency. 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 Yeah. Um, because of that toxic trait from yeah. that parent or parents, it was basically like it was either something that was more comfortable for me to be in again, because I didn't know no better. Yeah. yeah I didn't know no better. To me, it, it was a comfort zone because I was used to it. So it's like for me, like trying to control your your relationship, don't do that trying to control your kids relationships don't do that like if you feel like your kid is around somebody or being with somebody who's basically toxic for them um have a have a conversation with them but don't try to control it you know what I'm saying because they have to learn from their mistakes as well and trying to control your kids career path don't be telling me what you want me to be because at the end of the day as an adult I'm going to be whatever God wants me to be. Yeah. And we're not talking about, you know, how his parents are. We kid and giggles. We're like, she's going to be a veterinarian. We know that's jokey. And we yeah. know that we no, mean no. like when your child's in high school and they're telling you, mom, I want to be mm-hmm. a, you know, a, 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 a nail tech. And you're like, damn uh, it. No, no we're going to like, college. Yeah, doing we're doing this and yeah, doing that. That's what we're talking about. <clears throat> Excuse me. College mm-hmm. is not for everybody. It's not. It's really not for everybody. They have trade schools out there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They have courses that you can take and sure. still get some money. Get like, money. Where the money reside? Where the money reside? Where the money reside? It's true. AC <laughs> repair, these men make good money. Electricians mm-hmm. make good money. Yep. They're not in college for that. No. It's the hustle. It's what it's you the hustle. Mm-hmm. It's the hustle of your career path. Yes. So, trying to control, that's a no no. That is a trait, a toxic trait whether it came from your family member or you are the toxic person in that family or relationship that you're in, learn to identify that trait, whether you're doing it or it's being done to you and let that shit go, boo. Cause go. it's not, we ain't doing that over here. In 2020, no, no. Um, you don't feel loved, compassion or respect. Yeah. Those are not good. Um, those traits are very toxic I want to say that when you belittle your kids or your significant other toxic 
because you don't know what you're doing to their self-esteem. You don't know that you're attacking their vulnerable, you know, feelings that they have at that time. You know, like my self-esteem was attacked a lot, a lot to the point where I ain't trying to get emotional, but I felt like nothing. Mm. I felt like, like my mom left me, Mm. my sister left me, my dad didn't know what to do with me. He just brought some woman into my life to take care of me that wasn't treating me fair. Let's just be honest. And it basically felt made me, and then to mess with my confidence, my self-esteem, to tell me what to wear and who to be around, who to hang out with, how to belittle my choices that I chose that I wanted to do and tell me that I couldn't do it. Um, it was toxic, very toxic. And it made me feel like I wasn't gonna be enough for a man in my life, for my own child, to be a good mother. I had to, I had to learn how to be a good mother based on the toxic family member that I had mm-hmm. and say, I have to do better than that. I have to learn from that. I have yeah. to do the opposite of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> and when you belittle a child, it does a lot to them. It does, uh, how can I put it into where it's like, you wanna know what suicide comes from? Sometimes it could come from your own parent. I had, because I felt like I wasn't worthy of being here anymore. And my mom already left me. And I'm just like, well, if I'm such a big problem, then why, why be here? Why like be on this earth and deal with the bullshit? So it's like, if I'm being treated this way, then maybe I should be here. So it's like, when you don't show that compassion and that love and you always just take it away from this child's vulnerability, it does a lot. And in their adult life, I'm still learning to this day how to genuinely love myself, be there for myself, have that confidence every day. You know, like, yes, my husband is always like, Hey, you sexy. <laughs> um, my kids, even my little one, seven yeah, years so old. Cute. You did a good job, mom. You did a good job. He's my little confidence man. <laughs> but, but it's just like you do a lot to a child because of your toxic traits. Like, I feel like that person needs to go to, to therapy, obviously, for themselves. But like now, I have to go through therapy because I've been. Torn apart. Yeah. You know, so it's like um, mocking your kids, you don't realize that that can deteriorate their, their self esteem. It belittles them, it makes them feel little. Sometimes they take that 
and they go do it to the next person mm-hmm. not realizing that that person could be like oh now I don't feel like shit now I don't deserve to be here um so it, it was like basically making me feel like I wasn't nothing I wasn't deserving of being here on this earth so it's the worst feeling um and because it was also controlling involved in that Mm -hmm. while you're controlling me you're also tearing me down can you imagine what that does to kids can you imagine even if it's your husband or your wife that you're doing that to can you imagine what it's doing to that person like now you have to go on and say I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm worthy of anything. Nobody loving me from from a spouse's point of view. It sucks. It sucks, especially mm-hmm. when as a woman you give your body to have a child for somebody. Mm-hmm. And you know, in childhood, you um, your body goes through a lot, and you don't feel sexy. You don't feel good. And to be belittled and to be told things like, mm-hmm. "Well, I thought she would have snapped back by now," or mm. "Girl." Uh -uh. Um, (laughs) but to be told she should be looking better than that or Mm. she needs to dress better than that or because of the fact that you're living in you know yeah um leggings and a top because you're trying to hide your poop that the baby gave and your baby less than one years old um that belittling and mocking from a spousal point Mm -hmm. i would say it kills you mm-hmm. and it makes you think to yourself, well, I gave you a freaking child. This is what you're doing to me. And it makes you think to yourself, who the fuck did I marry? Yeah. And why did I marry you? Yeah. And I made a mistake because it's like supposed to be the best feeling to have this baby. And you start to feel like, well, damn, mm-hmm. she took my body too. She's taking a lot. Yeah. So having kids too. That emotional, like you say, being belittled mm-hmm. and making somebody feel like they want to commit suicide. Now, for me, it was postpartum depression and hearing that, hearing that, hearing that for me, it was anxiety of me thinking that my child's going to die as in, I can't leave it for two seconds because mm-hmm. what if she falls in the bathtub and drowns and you know what in the bathtub, mm-hmm. I'll be at work for 10 minutes. And in my mind, I'm thinking my grandma could have been smuggling my baby because she didn't know better to put her on the bed with a pillow, mm-hmm. you know, things like that goes through your mind. So with the belittling and yeah, all that, yeah. it does affect you. It does. And I will say one thing. The strength Cece has now as an adult to pull from that and how she is now, like you would never know this unless you chip into it and have to ask and be digging into her because Mm -hmm. she uplifts other people constantly. Her kids, she pours into them constantly, you know, letting them know, you know, you're smart, you're this, Mm -hmm. hey, pulling them accountable. I have to. Going up there and watching them games with them, you know, so it's like, you can tell the, the toxicity for her. It's like she's making an admission that it stops with her. Mm-hmm. It's like, which I'm not going to let happen is go mm-hmm. to my children. And you can see it in her two boys and the way they look at her. They smile the way they are with their mother, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I give her so much credit for the strength that she Thank took you. and said, yes, you know what? My life is worth keeping. And look at where she is now married. Mm-hmm. Amazing marriage with her two boys in a happy environment. Every day ain't happy. I don't know their personal business. I can't say all that. But what I'm saying is <laughs> where she came from, what she's saying till now, mm-hmm. it takes a lot. And it's just like, I'm looking at her like in awe, like, girl, you did that. And I'm happy that she did not do what she wanted to do because I wouldn't have her here with me. And I can't believe like that. Just mm-hmm. saying. Thank okay. you. That's my Thank rant. You. All right, for the time. That was your rant? That's my rant. That's your first rant. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I need you.
Yes, I appreciate that. Um, I do have to pour that into my kids because that's not what I received. Mm -hmm. And I told myself that if I'm going to be here on this earth, if I'm going to be a mother, if I'm going to be a wife, I'm going to do the opposite of what the toxic trait that was portrayed on me. So it's like, especially the verbal abuse, the um, emotional abuse and the mental abuse necessarily no physical i i don't want to get into details with that but yeah. i feel like kids got whoopings all the time um i i got them just because because i was the oldest in the house that's a whole nother story mm-hmm. but yes but mostly for me it was the verbal abuse the mental abuse and the emotional abuse those carry weight they carry weight oh, yeah like you don't realize that all that yet yeah, like it's it's to the point where if I feel like I'm raising my voice at my kids, I get sick. I get distraught because I'm like, that's not what I want. That's not what I'm supposed to be doing. That was done to me. It tore me down. I don't want to do that to my kids. So anytime I feel like I have to raise my voice at them, I, I step back and I say, give me a minute. I'll, I'll come and talk to you later. Like you seen when I told him not too long ago, I'm like we'll talk yeah. about that later. We'll talk about that later, because I don't want to get to that level with you where I have to like I have to yeah, raise my voice at yeah. you. She's like, I will talk later when the company is gone. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like conversation is important to kids because having a conversation to get them to the level of understanding rather than yelling it at them is very important yelling is a toxic i feel like the only time you should be yelling is at a football game basketball game some type of game or like ride yell at the damn game all the time <laughs> like all yelling time. yelling at your kids yeah no like yeah mm, i don't do that i don't like it that's a toxic trait i just can't do and even if i do i go apologize I feel like I feel like I did something wrong when I do it. You know what I mean? Because you feel like you're not teaching them how to communicate properly. Exactly. Like you feel like you're teaching them to yell, 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 and that's not communication. No. And you know, I give people credit who break generational toxicity. Like my mom, for us, that. it was um, skin tone. My mom mm. is the dark is you know the darkest um, sibling of her four that my grandma has. Yeah. My grandmother, you know, and I'm not bashing family. <laughs> Come taste right now. Um, parents are people too and they only go off what they know what you were raised that and is honestly, true how you were raised affects how you raise your own kids yeah so my grandma was raised but she was the darkest one in her family so you know she got a lot of slack for being dark yeah. and so my mom got a lot of slack for being dark where she felt like she wasn't valued as much so for me she was breaking that because yes. I'm the darkest child out of my three of us and my older brother said one day um he was like, oh, you're darker than me. So that means, you know, you need to stay out the sun. And my mom heard that, and I'm not gonna lie to y'all, she reached her hand back and slapped the hell out of him. Yeah. And she drawn him up with her hand. And she said, what you will never do Mm. is comment on anybody's skin tone. Because she, when she said, when she did that, we were all shocked, like, well, damn. He ain't mm-hmm. cursed nothing, mm-hmm. but she sat us down later on and said she remembers the slack and feeling undervalued for her skin tone. Mm-hmm. So her mission with me as her daughter, and I shout my mom out all day for this because she's 
amazing. She's freaking amazing when it comes to skin tones and colorism. So with me, people always say, yo, you're the darkest one in your in your group of friends, mm -hmm. but you the one with your head held high, walking in front of the clique like, y'all can't tell me shit. Right. Because my mom has raised me to say, your darkness don't mean nothing. Mm -hmm. You are still the prettiest thing that ever walked this earth. You will walk in front of your friends. You are not going to hold your head down. And you're going to make sure your ass is together. That period. Part. So she knocked that generational thing out mm -hmm. of the park. So my daughter being a dark skinned little girl, mm -hmm. Mackenzie, every night I say, who's the prettiest girl in the world? Right. She goes, I am. Cause yep. I hear her sometimes. Yep. Like, who's the smartest girl in the world? She goes, I am. I said, who's the strongest girl in the world? She goes, ah, I am. Cause she has to know mm -hmm. your skin tone don't mean nothing, honey. And I know you black lives matter. I get you saying, but as a black dark skinned woman, yeah. no, she has to know that you are just like the black girls out there. Can we please see you? You're black. And, so at, guess at what the that end of the means? day, you're black. You're black, and that means if you gotta fight twice as hard to catch up with the other races, yeah, get that twice as hard because I you agree. mean the same as the white girl or the Spanish girl or the Indian or Chinese. Yeah, you're a girl. Yeah, you're the shit. So, you know, kudos for breaking that generational curse. I and, did. And I had to, and being different with your boys. But yeah, that means a lot from somebody like me. Mm -hmm. My mom did it to me. I'm gonna tell you, they're gonna come back and tell you that. I tell my mom. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's amazing and it's the best feeling in the world. And I feel bad for my mom hearing what she went through. Mm -hmm. And I know they're gonna hear they hear them hearing your story, they're gonna be like, damn, mom, you went through all that. Yeah. Angel to us. Yeah. It means that it, it means you love us like a little bit more. Like, dang, she really loves us like to be like. I think a part of my therapy, because I went through a little bit of therapy, not fully, but I think also I thought a part of my therapy for me is talking to my kids. Mm -hmm. explaining some of the traits that I received that were toxic for me. Mm -hmm. I talked to my boys. I explained to them that I didn't like the way this was done to me. So especially my teenager, because he's reaching that level. Mm -hmm. You know, he's more of a point at a point in his life where he can understand more. Jacob, you would have to break it down. But um, I try to talk to him and, and explain to him as much as I can to a level of what hurt me and what got to me to this point in my life. And I tell him, mm -hmm. if you ever feel like I'm not doing enough, or if I'm not saying enough, if I'm not loving you enough, I have those conversations <clears> with <throat> him mm -hmm. because I want to know Make that sure. way I can step up if I have to, or I can do better in a certain area if I have to. Mm -hmm. And no, kids aren't always going to share with you because they feel like they're protecting your heart, they're protecting yeah. your feelings or whatever the case may be. But I want him to know that it's an open invitation if he ever feels like he needs to share something with me, whether it hurts my feelings or not. Yeah. Um, even if you have to get your child therapy, you probably may not feel like your child needs therapy. Okay. But yeah. you don't know that if they're not feeling comfortable enough to tell you because either they fear what you're going to say or they don't want to hurt your feelings, they might feel more comfortable sharing that with uh, another yeah, individual and probably get more of an understanding of how a parent can be. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what you're saying. So I think that <laughs> um, having those type of conversations is good, are important. Are important. So see, that's when we get to that age. Let me tell you something. My three-year-old, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> this is funny. I'm going to break the ice real quick. Anytime she has to go in the corner, oh, you know, I, I try to do corner. I ain't trying to whoop a line all day. Yeah. She don't get me, let me honest with y'all. She's, you know, it's, that's like, fine. Back in the day, that's... I'd be like, I'd be like, my child don't get whooped down. They don't act right. Yeah. But when you have your child, mm -hmm. and you see that little face, you'd be like, go in the corner over there, girl. But and when listen, she goes in the corner, she'd be like, 
mommy, you're being mean. But listen, that's another, that's a, but that's another toxic trait because when is it, or why is it so necessary to whoop to your whoop. child yeah. all the time? Some yeah. kids don't need that. Some kids just need a conversation. Some kids need time out. Some kids need to be like, let me take this, what I know that you like. Let me take this away yeah. from you for a day or two so that you can realize what I yeah. mean by this is what you need to I do. I like that because some parents don't really look into that. And that's what I feel You like have to Kenzie, know your child. I've learned with her. She's a she's a talker like me, y'all. Oh, she's Lord. a talker like me. <laughs> she's a talker. I'm I feel like, bad for her kids. I'm like, dang, yo. God really made her talk. She tried to talk all day. Mm-hmm. She'll talk till she falls asleep. And with her, I've learned her weakness. She's she's an extrovert also. Yep. So she, she's an extrovert. Yep. She's a talker like me. That's my baby. She's got a personality. So for her, sitting in that corner mm-hmm. is like hell for her. Yep. Because she can't interact and she can't talk to you. So she goes in that corner from three minutes. And now she's three is three minutes. Again, Super Nanny did that end of that crap. Yeah. Leave me alone. Three minutes in her little corner. Like Super she'll sit there. And you could see it. She is like boiling it's, it's, inside. It's, it's, it's getting to her. It's getting to her. Because she can't talk. She, she can't balling. get it out. You think, you think I beat her the way she's balling. I know. And then as soon as she gets up, she'd be like, <sighs> Listen. And I talk to her. Mine's, say, mine's is video okay. games. I have two boys. All they do is play video games all day on their phone, all of that. All you got to do is take that away from them because that's what they like. They that's like. what they love. It's not... You don't have to whoop your kid because I feel like when your parents, that's how they grew up. That's mm-hmm. all they know. Remember, back in the days was not all this technology no. and all these other like freedom of speech. Like that that trait where parents used to say, um, what stays in my house, what's what goes on in my house stays in my house, or no talking back. Even if you felt like you had something to share, they didn't yeah. want you to talk about it. They want you to <clears throat> shut up, listen to them, and then go to your room. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, we not in that generation no more. These kids do have opinions. They do have mouths. Like, at least hear them. Whether you feel like they're right or wrong, sometimes your kids can give you wisdom in what they say. Mm -hmm. Kids are very smart. Sometimes they can point something out to you that you probably didn't see it in that way. And you be like, dang, my child was right. A lot of island, island families are big on that. So, yeah. Be quiet. Don't move. Don't move. Uh-huh. And my mom was my dad never got whoopings. He never got whoopings. I don't know. His 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 parents and Reagan. They were they was different. Yeah. They they talk. They were different. They talked to him. And so my dad would come in our room and be like, "Why you do that? What happened to you? <laughs> what wrong with you? You know, still getting trouble for that?" Mm-hmm. And we used to be like, "Yeah, but we." He's like, "You can't do them things." Mm-hmm. My mom now she was more of a hitter, but she would. Pop, pop, pop. And then two minutes later, we said, don't come in my room with the foolishness. She'll come in the room and be like, you understand? I was upset because you did this, but you have to know you can't do this. So with Mackenzie, when she goes in a little corner and she comes back out the corner, come, I call her. I'm like, get over here. Yeah. I get to her level to where eye to eye mm-hmm. and I let her know. My biggest thing with her is not listening. Yeah. And I do, for her discipline, is safety reasons. Mm-hmm. Like if she runs in the road, you go in that corner. If you ain't going to die on my watch, you're going to wait till you get 119. I'm out already. Mm-hmm. Then you can do your thing. But not in no three. Right. So I said, I said, listen, you can't run in nobody's street. Because the car will hit you. Mm-mm. And you want to see mommy that no more? Yeah. And you're gone. Yeah. No more ice cream. No more, talk to them on their level. No more ice cream. No more cakes and cookies. You're done. Yeah, and then do that's you want mommy hurt to her? Yep. Like, you know. I'm like, you want to make mommy sad? She'd be like, no. I know. No. 
and you know you're hitting the core oh, but she under just get it like when yeah. she did the makeup thing in her face i'll post pictures that i show y'all later yes i was upset but you know sometimes with, with kids understand their age you can't be going off of an adult expectation for children Mm-mm. she put markup all over her face and did her makeup she's trying Mm-mm. to be pretty i was upset because i was like dang it but then i was like take a picture yeah. and show her at her wedding yeah i was taking it off with a wife and i said listen i gave her my little chapstick and i said this is chapstick if you want it mm-hmm. i borrowed some baby lip gloss for, for kids kids you know kids say yeah kids. And i gave it to her her lip be glistening 24 7 i know but that's I explained right to her, i know this that's is right baby girl use. you can't get on in love you can't be kicking over a child yeah. who's three seven seventeen now Kavi, i gotta ask you mm-hmm. your son is 17 he is you became a mom at at 17 at 17 mm-hmm. now you've made it you're you grew yourself to the age where you became a parent and yes. you see that he ain't know we're going to get to that there and he will be rising above and getting his education doing what he needs to do high five kudos to you mama that's a breaking <laughs> generation right there yes and um so for me i can only imagine that when you were at this age mm-hmm. and you had a child with you mm. and to be going through that on mm. top of that because it's like it was tough this like it's kind of like beating you down and like then mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like wait a minute I'm a mom mm-hmm. so it's kind of like damn trying to explain this like I'm not really a child child I got a freaking child myself yeah but yet you're beating me down like I'm nobody so it's like how to me that was more of an eye-opener mm. because the toxic traits was already happening to me but when I became a mother myself mm-hmm. and I realized I'm like wait a minute I can't be doing this to my child. Mm. Like, especially once you have that connection with your child and yeah. you, you see that child, you're holding your child and you're, you're doing all these motherly things to them. You get that, that sense of why was she or he doing this to me? Mm. It's starting to point out to you. Like, like it, it's, it was like, I couldn't like this little child here. I could never do that. Mm. What do you mean? You. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, and then as they grow and he became a toddler and I just kept noticing more. I'm just like, what? Like this, no, I can't. Mm-hmm. That's when I really realized like those traits was not healthy. I let it go on because I was still learning. I was being a child. Um, but when I became a parent myself, I realized that those traits was just not for me. Okay. It was not okay. good. I, I decided to do the total opposite. And and the thing about it is I've talked to my dad at that level now. Mm-hmm. So where I explained to him that I didn't like that. Mm. I didn't like that. So you have to understand that when you tell me certain things, to me, it might sound like it's cool for you or that you're, you were used to that. But for me, I didn't like that. And I don't do that with my kids. Yeah. I don't. Okay. And he's like, well, you know, that's the way I grew up. My sisters and my brothers yeah. and we did this and did that. That's you. Don't put your toxic traits on me. Got to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm going to do mine the way I want to do mine. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. So basically I had to learn that. Like, um, It wasn't good for me. But it, to me, those toxic traits, which I'm bringing it down to now, where for me, it was challenges at school for me growing up because I felt like I couldn't keep friends. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was afraid to have friends <laughs> connect. connect to other you kids because I felt like if they learned what I was going through, mm-hmm. I didn't want nobody to get that close to me. It yeah. was embarrassing. And also it was like every time somebody, whenever somebody came over to the house, it was always embarrassing mm-hmm. because it was like, you know, like, uh-uh. it was just, I didn't want to go into details, but it was yeah. embarrassing. Um, having troubles with friends, health concerns, emotional distress, financial, all of that can be even in your adult life now. Yeah. Like you feel like your parents wasn't spending money wisely. If you didn't learn that or you didn't try to learn it now in your adult life of how to like mm-hmm. save money yeah. and spend money and mm-hmm. it's a toxic trait. Yeah, You know how many times I've seen borrowing money, all of that nonsense, like when you've gotten too used to borrowing money all the time and still doing it in your adult life yeah, and your adult life and your adult life, I don't want that trait. Don't give that trait to me. No. It's not cool. No. Uh-uh. Not saving money. I had to learn how to learn how to save money for myself. Mm-hmm. That cool. Ask my parents about a savings account. They were like, what's that? Please. Um, but yeah, like these things are like Come on. You know what? I was at the park the other day jogging and um, I saw this man, this older man, black man, and this young black boy. And <clears throat> I jogged past him three times. The fourth time I was, I was power walking and I heard him saying, and that's why you must look into generational wealth, young, you know, son. You need to look into stocks. We got to talk about legacy. And I was listening to this man talk. I'm thinking, dang. He's letting him know about leveraging in the marketplace and leveraging mm. in stocks and leveraging in um, mm-hmm. housing. And he's like, so he, his words were, so we got to take what you're thinking here because I don't like how you're thinking yeah. and put you more into what's going to make you grow your wealth. And I'm thinking, yes, daddy. Mm-hmm. Yes, daddy. He's like, I don't want you thinking to take this dollar. Your mama told me taking dollars and going to the store. I was like, mm. mm-hmm. daddy said it ain't happening. Yeah. He, although I'm a, that's what he was used to mm-hmm. hearing that conversation I look back I was like I hear you and he was like I'm he's like I can't have my son end up like me with barely making it in my 50s I was like that's what's up yeah breaking that financial that toxicity and curse yeah is. yeah that generational curse is serious yo it could be in a lot of different things yeah. that you just don't unless you learn how to identify them mm-hmm. which we'll probably get into more in another episode yeah. But identifying those toxic traits is important. Okay. Deciding what to do with that family member is important. If you feel like, oh, let's get to it now, because sometimes you have to, what is it, what is the saying? Feed them with a long handle spoon or cut or, cut, or just cut them off, period. You have to learn what works best for you, for your mental, for your emotional. And just for your well-being of you and your family, probably. Yeah. You know, like I had to cur- cut certain individuals out. Period. Like, I mean, I want to say that one the reasons is because of <coughs> the love mm-hmm. that was there, and for the love of my family, cl- close family members mm-hmm. dealing with that person. Yeah. Is the reason why it took so long to cut that person off mm-hmm. or people off. Um. But it could also be that you were so used to it that it was just always there. You don't know how to cut it off. Yeah. Or you feel like, yeah. you feel like it's the Normal. wrong thing 
to cut it off. You became you became used to it. You became, it became normal to you. And yeah. It's like, so it's like I I basically had to learn to say uh uh-uh. uh, it ain't good for me. It ain't good for my mental because I can't be walking around here like just emotional distraught, letting my kids see that this it. person mm-hmm. is tearing me down while I'm trying to build them up. No, we're not having that. So cut ties. That's what I had to do. But to each his own. Sometimes you probably have to, you know, just distance yourself. You're going to see them probably at barbecues or family, you know. (coughs) Shit. Uh My voice is like, listen. (laughs) I brought you far. I know. Okay. (coughs) Y'all excuse because. We got the coffee going on right now, baby girl, baby girl. But we about to wrap this up because this is, this could be a whole two-hour episode. And um, we just want to let y'all know that to, to identify those toxic traits, basically, that came from that family member, it is okay to cut a person off. It is okay to distance yourself from that family member. Um, I'm going to cut off clean, honey. My family told me this, this they, they told me um, <clears throat> in 2020, they didn't realize how ruthless I was. Mm-hmm. They did. They said it. they didn't realize who I really was. Yeah. And because when you're going through a divorce, become a single mother, you're moving your whole apartment, mm-hmm. you know, you're going through custody battles, child support, you're going through, you know, wondering if God still even sees you as a human dick. Hey, God, I'm here still. What's going on? Yeah. Um. When they would do criticism and they throw criticism out there, for me, it was too much. Mm-hmm. So what I've learned, I did, mm-hmm. I cut them off. Once mm-hmm. they cut them off, mm-hmm. I sent text and said, listen, I think that we should not talk for a while. Mm. And they were like, for how long? I did three people last year. And this is like aunts and uncles. No, I mean, blood aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. Straight up. I said, um, I'm not sure how long, but right now I cannot deal with what you're giving me. And I cut them off. Phone, WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, everything. And I told my other family members in a nice text message. Yeah. At events, I will not be attending. That person is there. Yeah. I know y'all are like, ooh, a lot of people, a lot of people throw out and say things like, <clears throat> be the bigger person. Um, oh, I am being the or, bigger person. Or um, I could be cordial. Mm-hmm. When it comes to your mental health and your emotional health, yeah. I make no Everybody apologies. Has a limit. I make no apologies. I used to be the one that would accommodate people. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Me too. Not anymore. I'm cutting your ass off. Because guess what? If you really cared about me, you would stop doing what you were doing yes. to cause that trigger and yeah. emotional effect on me. My ex-husband. Yeah. We do not co-parent. We parallel parent. Meaning, you know, people, people say, oh, you got to learn to co-parent. Maybe one day you will. Yeah. Leave me. I'm going to say this in the most respectable way right now. Leave the fuck alone with that. <laughs> and I'm saying that as in co-parenting is not for everybody. Yeah. And being best friends is not for everybody. What we do is my daughter is loved, taken care of, cherished, but we just don't be kiki and yeah. kaka. You don't know the backstory of somebody's traumas and triggers and toxicity in their ways. You cannot tell somebody how to deal with their pain, their hurt, mm-hmm. and their trauma. Yeah. So the best thing I say is leave the F alone with that. Leave people alone with that. Yeah. And let them cut to cut and disconnect because your mental health is priority yeah not me smiling in your face yeah not me giving you a conversation 
Yeah. And the only person that's access to me 24 seven is my daughter and God. Yeah. And that's it. I agree. And so I agree with CC a hundred percent when he says, cut them off, mm-hmm. cut them off, cut them off, cut them off. 2021, cut them off. Cut but them guess off. what? After a while, when they're acting like that, you're the problem because you refuse to cut them off and set boundaries. Boundaries aren't for them. It's for you. Yes. I'm going to tell you right now, life is freaking good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm happy as shit. I have my peace of mind. Yes. And I feel like I could be a better parent and wife and sibling to the ones that are around me. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend. I mm-hmm. could be a better friend to people. Like, yeah, it put me in a better headspace, not being worried about that individual. Sad to say, but if they're not willing to change and help the relationship grow, by all, by all means. That's like a meme I posted recently that said, the one thing I realized is to take people for who they are and stop trying to make them what you want them to be. Exactly. And that's one thing I've learned in 2021. Like, what's like, okay, the one lesson that we learned. She learned that already. I'm trying trying to tell you. (laughs) The one thing I've learned and I'm sticking to it is if you tell me I'm a duck, Julissa, and I eat duck food and I quack like a duck, I'm going to be like, yep. I used to be like, no, I can make you an eagle. Come on, sis. Mm -hmm. Come on, bro. Now I'm like, yeah, you a duck. Get away from me. Right. Block. Because yes. now you hurt yourself yeah. going more intimate into it. So we want to hear a little bit from you guys. Like, we want to know, um, how do you deal with a toxic family member? Like, do you cut ties? Do you distance yourself? Do you just go through the emotions and the trauma? And, like, let us know how do you deal with it? Because everybody deals with certain things differently when it comes to family Sometimes it's hard for you to cut somebody off. So we want to know how do you deal with it? Because this yeah. is basically from our point of view. And, and if you are that toxic family member, <clears throat> I mean, call yourself out. Call, yourself, call out. yourself out. Call yourself out. If you were, how did you change that? Yes. We want to know that too. Know. How'd you do that? Yes. Like if you were, it's okay. Sometimes we'd have things that we were raised in and we don't change. Mm-hmm. And then we like, oh shoot, we need to change. We yeah. do change. So let me know like, how do you deal with that? And one more thing. What was the one thing that a toxic family member did to you that made you cut them off? I want to know. Me too. I want to know. What was the worst thing that happened to you? And you ain't member? gotta give like no no names. No names. No names. Just say someone so did. I want to know what's like the worst thing they did. You know, they say, Oh my gosh, girl, will you ever stop gaining weight? Or they say, Oh, one more miscarriage. Whatever they said that was so hurtful. I want to know what they said mm-hmm. and what did you do also? Mm-hmm. Let us know. Let us know. And that's a wrap for this episode. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Damn.